Hello, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited that you're here today and I'm so ready to share some truth and love with you all. So I'm gonna be talking today about my journey with becoming my true self, I guess you could say, listening to my intuition, doing things that I had never done before, and just following my soul and what that looked like for me. And I really, really wanna talk about how scary that was for me because I know, I just remember so strongly feeling that fear of like, holy shit, I'm jumping into something that I've never done before. And you know, where that fear was coming from for me and just breaking it down for you all because I know so many people struggle with the same thing. Let's jump right into the good stuff. So the, of course my life fell apart and I went on this like six month, I had the six month gap when I um, left my ex-husband to when I found my coach. It was just my rock bottom. I was confused, I was lonely, I was um, scared, you know, I, I was insecure, all of these things. And the first part of that, the, the thing that really opened my eyes was my views on sexuality because my life fell apart in, um, and what strongly came up with all of that was sexuality because I had waited to have sex until I was married and it just blew up the whole thing. And so that really sent me down this path of, well, maybe what I believed about sexuality wasn't actually true. It just didn't serve me. It didn't, it, something about it got messed up. I did all the right things and something somewhere along the way, this shit got messed up. And so I was like, well, okay, I got to figure this out. And so I started down this path of just figuring out what sexuality was and you know where I had gone wrong. And that really opened the door to just my views on God and my, you know, Christian upbringing. And I'm like, man, this shit doesn't serve me anymore. This doesn't feel good to me anymore. I did all of this stuff for 27 years. I read the Bible, memorized the Bible verses, went to church every Sunday, tithed. I was part of, you know, I was a volunteer and I did like all the, you know, things to help out at church. And, you know, I had community and friends that were Christians and I did all the right things. I checked all the boxes and I'm like, how did this end so horribly for me? And what I realized was this isn't really, I just don't believe this anymore. These beliefs don't feel good to me anymore. They're not producing, if I'm being totally honest, which I was forced to, if I'm being totally honest, this just isn't, it doesn't work for me. It's so funny because that was the most terrifying place to be because my whole family believed this shit. My whole life, everybody I knew, I was in this bubble of people that all believed the same things. And so it was my comfort zone. It was it was very comfortable. So when I started going outside of the box a bit, you know, it's like okay to ask some questions, but then you can't go too far. And when I started with my coach, that in my mind, you know, an old me, that was way too far. You're asking for spiritual advice from somebody who isn't a Christian. But of course, my I was following my soul. I was following my intuition that ended up being the best decision I ever made. Oh my God, it was just like, just the best decision ever. I mean, Stella, I was just talking to my coach the other day. I've been working with her for over a year and my life has changed so much. I mean, just like in every way. So of course it was the best decision I ever made, but I want to talk to you guys about how scary it was 
and how sad parts of it were. Because that is, you know, that's the shit we don't talk about. It's like, I'm talking about how amazing my life is now, but what about the times where I was laying in bed, like scared fucking shitless to not believe in heaven and hell anymore? Like if I stop believing in hell and heaven, then if there is a heaven and hell, I'm going to hell, you know, like the fear of that shit. So I started with my coach and the first night, the very first night um, after my first healing session with her, I woke up at two in the morning terrified, like shaking that I had tapped into something that was demonic because my old beliefs told me that I was like always so scared of demons. Demons were like the scariest thing to me. I felt so out of control and it was so unknown. And my belief was that if you go too far into this new age or this occult or all of this stuff, that you are going to tap into something that's outside of God and God's not going to be able to help you then, right? Like, so there's this idea that you can ask questions within this like grace bubble within what's appropriate. But if you go outside of that bubble, you've gone way too far. And of course I'm following my intuition, even just signing up with my coach. And I'm just excited. I'm excited for something new. But then of course the fear came in like a tidal wave. And so she I sent her a message at like two in the morning. And I was like, I can't sleep. I'm so scared. And she's like, we're not allowed to talk about demons anymore. Like that's not even a thing for you. Like you're no more saying demons. I was like, what do you mean? Like I spent so much of my time talking about demons and talking about, you know, being so afraid. And so that started just my, me unpacking, really, truly unpacking my beliefs about God. And what I realized was the majority of my beliefs about God were rooted in fear. I was so fucking afraid of hell that I asked God into my heart. I asked Jesus into my heart, whatever, like 30 times as a kid, because I'm like, just in case I missed the memo, because the belief is if you ask Jesus into your heart, you proclaim that he's Lord, whatever the process is, then you can go to heaven. And if you don't do that, you don't get in. And as a kid, it's like, I can't imagine anything more terrifying than, you know, so I'm like, oh, yep, yep, I'll do this, you know? And so to unpack all of these beliefs that are rooted in fear, was huge for me. It was a huge part of my growth. And what happened, and I'm gonna circle back to this too, but what happened with the spirituality thing was once I let go of everything I thought I knew God was or what I thought love was, I then was like a clean slate and I could just kind of go on this journey. And I feel it felt like I was flying through the sky. And I'm just like, what feels good to me? You know, like, and and it's so funny to say that because I would totally judge somebody in my position, old me would have, you know? But just to be so free and say, maybe I do believe in God, but maybe I don't. Maybe I, you know, God to me is more than, than what, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, and just going on this journey. And it's been so beautiful to me. I've been able to connect to my grandmas who have passed away. And it's like the most beautiful healing because I was so sad when my grandma died and it was it was just so fucking sad because I was 14 and she was she was the epitome of unconditional love she was so fucking proud of her kids and so proud of her grandkids and she would like you know tote us around and just be so happy to show us off to her friends and I just miss her so much and it was so hard when she died and I've been able to connect back with her And it makes no fucking sense. It makes no logical sense. They don't talk about this shit in the Bible, but it's true to me and it's real to me. And it's been so healing for me that I get to connect back with this unconditional love that feels so good. And, you know, I've gone through some really hard times with my kids and times where I felt I couldn't protect my kids or I couldn't, um, you know, be there to comfort them. I just picture like 
them sitting in my grandma's lap and them feeling that presence, you know? And so it's just been like, that's God to me, whatever that means. You know, it's like, I don't, I, it's like, I'm always at the point where I have no answers. I have no answers, but I know that when I tap into this unconditional love, my reality changed. Every time I go deeper in my spirituality and my connection and my vulnerability, my life changes even more. And I'm just a better, softer version of myself and I'm just happier. And there's no book about it. Like there's no, there's no guide. It's just freedom. And so that has been, you know, it's come full circle for me as a really beautiful uh, freedom, a really beautiful, like, it just is what it is, you know? But I wanted to talk about another part that was really equally as scary for me. And that was walking away from my family. And I didn't walk away from my family, but I did have to set, I had to distance myself because for me, I was so consumed with being perfect and I was so consumed with everybody validating me and being supported. I I had to cut the cord. And Gary Vee talks about this on a financial level. Um, he talks about the most toxic thing that you can do as an entrepreneur or as, a, as an adult trying to be successful is get money from your parents. He's like, you have to cut the cord because as long as you're getting money from your parents, you're, um, you're gonna be, their input and their opinion is gonna be what's driving you. And that's not, this is your life. This is, you, you know, this is your thing and it's crippling, right? I had to do that on a spirit, in a spiritual sense. Like I couldn't stay where I was at and grow. I just, my soul was like, I have to get out of here. It was too painful. It was hurtful because my relationship with God was so intertwined with my relationship with my family. And to feel like, I just felt like I needed to, to step away for a bit, you know, and to just get some distance. And what was really scary about it was knowing that my beliefs were gonna not be accepted by my family or part certain people in my family. I would say like mainly say my mom and dad, you know? And this is, I know everybody goes through this because it's not about my mom and dad. It's about how I feel. Um, and I know as children, everybody feels this way about their mom and dad. We just want our parents to be proud of us. And we just want our parents to accept us and to love us, you know? And so what do you do when the person that you've become, the person that is, that's true to you, when you're following your truth and you're following your intuition, what do you do when what's on the other side of that is somebody that your parents aren't going to approve of? They're not going to approve of your decisions, of what you believe in, about how you're conducting your life. What do you do then? I am here to tell you that that was one of the biggest painful moments for me was realizing that I felt rejected by my parents for my for being me. And that's just how I felt about it, right? And my feelings are are real. It doesn't mean that they're true, but they're real. I really felt that I was grieving the sense that I don't believe what they believe anymore. I don't have really anything to talk about anymore because all we talked about was everybody believed the same shit, you know? And it's like everybody agreed, well, what happens when you don't agree anymore? It's like crickets, man. It's like, I don't know. I just I don't I don't live my life like that. There's no commonalities anymore. And it's so fucking sad. And I, you know, I cry about this a lot and I'm not going to pretend like I don't like it's sad. 
You know, the relationship that I once had with my mom, I don't have that anymore. And it was some, it was some really painful shit to feel rejected by my mom, you know? But what I'm here to tell you is that there is healing and wholeness and you can still be your true authentic self and you're going to be happier and getting really used to being rejected. You know, you just have to be okay with people not accepting you for who you are. It doesn't mean you don't love them or they don't love you. It's just the way it is. And that was hard for me. So I walked, you know, down that path for a while and just felt so, you know, just so just, I just desperately want to do things that make my parents happy. But I, but then my soul is telling me to do something else and I have to follow that. And one of the, one of the funny things with that is like, um, you know, I, I said that I waited to have sex until I was married. And so this time around, I met, I manifested my soulmate four days after I started with my coach. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this differently. Of course I have kids. So I have to be, you know, I can't just be like willy nilly about shit, but I was just following my intuition with him. And, you know, so he wasn't going to meet the kids for the longest time. And we were hanging out one day and it was probably, we'd probably known each other for like a month. And, um, you know, I knew I trusted him. I knew I loved him and I knew that, you know, I just, it felt right. And which is like the fucking cardinal sin to do in the church is to like follow your feelings, you know? So we were hanging out one day and I was like, I had to go pick my kids up and he was going to drive all the way back to Grand Rapids. To, so he li- he lived like an hour and a half away. And um, I was like, do you want to meet the kids? <laughs> and he was like, sure. And he stayed and he had dinner with us. And it was beautiful. And Benson still talks about it. the kids still remember Abbott called him dad right away. <laughs> and I tried to, I was like, oh, he's saying that. Cause he said like dad, dad. And it sounded like that, that. And I was like, he's saying that, that. And Craig's like, okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, so he met the kids and I ended up moving, you know, I'd already decided that I was going to move to Grand Rapids before Craig and I had met, which was crazy how that happened. Again, following your intuition, is just like the fucking heavens open, right? And everything lines up. So I then moved to Grand Rapids. And as soon as I moved there, like we just spent every day together. He was just there. It just felt right, you know? And so a couple months later, I'm like, half of his shit is in my house and he's staying here all the time. And so I was like, do you want to move in? You know? And of course, like if you come from the church, you fucking know the fear. Like what, honestly, the biggest fear was, of course, the biggest fear is like, holy shit, I'm jumping into this relationship. I have kids, you know, I have to be really mindful of their feelings, especially after the trauma that they've been through. So of course that was a fear of mine. And I'm like, no, what feels like love to me is going to feel like love to them. And, um, and then of course the next thing was, (laughs) what are people going to think? Like fornicating, (laughs) like, of course we're having sex, you know, and then, then we live together. So I'm like this, you know, divorcee with two kids that's living with her boyfriend. But you know, what I realized was I'm judging my, that's the way I would judge other people. Of course, I'd be like, oh, she's making a mistake. Like her, her life's a mess. Her kids are going to be a mess. Well, then that's of course the way I judged myself. So I had to let it go. And I'm like, you know what? This feels like love to me. And what I'll say is every time that I followed my intuition and done what feels like love and what feels like truth to me, it's worked out every single time. What's been hard is letting go of the past, letting go of the people that were once a really huge part of my life because I love them. I love them dearly. You know, I always tell people that the safest, like when I go back to my safest memory and like the time that I felt the most comfort and that was 
laying in bed with my mom. So my mom would take a bath every night. She had this big jacuzzi and she would like shave her legs every night. I'm like, the fuck can you shave your legs every night? Like, is that a thing? Like as a mom, I'm like, I shave my legs like every three or four days. I can't even imagine doing it every night. And she always had this, like, she always had lotion on and really nice jammies. And like, she was just so clean. (laughs) I just laugh because I picture myself with like my kids going to sleep with like poop on me, you know? But she was always so clean and her bed was always made like her. She always had clean sheets, like just so clean. And I remember just her being so warm and she would lay in bed most nights and read before bed. And I just, I have so many memories of like coming home from school or like basketball practice or games and just feeling exhausted and feeling or feeling really sad and feeling overwhelmed or whatever. And just climbing into bed with my mom and just like that was the safest place I could be. When I climbed into bed with my mom, I knew I was home, you know? And that's the shit that I go back to and I focus on. But it's sad, you know? It's sad that I don't have that relationship anymore. And I feel, you know, it, you know so I'm not going to say it's not sad. But what I'm trying to say is it's you have to become who you were made to be regardless of whether people approve of it or not because not everybody's going to approve and it is the worst pain to get rejected by your family because again I just want my mom to be proud of me like that's all I want I just want my dad to be proud of me I spent so many years trying to make my dad proud of me you know and now I'm like you know just it is I am who I am I'm proud of but of course that's our deepest longing and so I'll still catch myself you know feeling like man I really wish it was different but bringing it all full circle I mean I literally my life has changed so much I'm in the best relationship I've I, I could ever imagine I mean I feel like I'm in a fairy tale my partner's just fucking amazing and it's just he's my best friend and it's just it's so beautiful my kids are healing they're so happy and they're so just like they're kids now you know and I'm helping women and I made the most money I've ever I never thought I made like in one week. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? How is this real life? A year ago, I was going to go back to doing hair a year and a half ago because I was a hairstylist for seven years. And I thought that's all I could go back to, to to rate, you know, to support my kids. And so I was going to go back to that and live in, you know, my hometown for the rest of my life. And I moved and I'm running this business and I'm helping women. And I just feel Like, I know that I can tap into this feeling of happiness whenever I want. And of course, you know, there's days where you choose to suffer for a bit. (laughs) But I wake up in the morning knowing that I have full control over how I feel, what I think, how I react. When I am in that place of it's just freedom. It's just freedom. And it's so beautiful. And it's worth every hardship. It's worth, like, you never grow when you're in your comfort zone. I had to leave my comfort zone, whether it was with my family, with the place I was living, um, my job, whatever that was. But I had to step out of my comfort zone because I, I, you can't grow when you're comfortable. Yeah, it's just getting really used to being uncomfortable. And, but the, but the reward is so beautiful. I mean, I'm just like, dumbfounded Craig and I went out the other night to celebrate um our huge week and we were, we like stumbled upon this like group of people swing dancing by the river 
downtown and I'm like so we just joined them you know and I'm like is this real fucking life like and it is and my kids are you know they're happy and they're thriving Benson's doing shit he's never done before I mean just so smart and so strong and so the reward is is mind-blowing it's better than you could ever expect but I want you to know that I understand that like block that oh my gosh I don't know if I want to deal with this I don't know if I want to push the limits but you know in my program with the women that I work with I'm like it's not an option if you are so sick of where you're at like we have to do the hard shit and the reward is so beautiful so if you are struggling and you're like I have to get on this fucking train this love train and I know I should I need to work on please reach out to me I would love to talk to you I would love to um, set up a call with you and thank you so much for being here and listening and I will talk to you guys again soon